Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Lord, you are great. Lord, we bless your holy name. We give you all of the glory and all of the honor, dear God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is none other like you. You are holy. You are righteous. We bless your holy name tonight, dear God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning at verse beginning at verse 6. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk about a God that is nigh. A God that is nigh. You can be seated tonight. I want to let somebody know that we have a good thing here tonight. What you feel here tonight is a, is a very good thing and here, Moses said, verse 7, he said, For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them? I want you to know that we are a privileged people tonight. You're privileged to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I'm privileged to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Some people sometimes, as you go through um, the motions and coming to church and, you know, Sometimes you can forget that you are worth something. You are of great value tonight. And sometimes we can get our eyes on what other people are saying and what the world is saying and thinking and forget that we are a great people. We are a great people tonight not because of our strength, not because of our knowledge, not because of our talent, but for the simple fact that we have a great God that is so nigh to us, that he is so close to us tonight. I'm thankful for that tonight, that God is in everything and that he is nigh unto us in everything that we call upon him about. Come on, there are some things that God are just not in tonight, but I'm thankful that he is involved and that he is in what we are doing here tonight. I'm thankful that there is a God that I can feel his presence in the house of the Lord tonight. You can be seated. The world that we live in, they try their best to get as far away from God as they possibly can. And they somehow think that they're going to succeed and be prosperous and productive in this life the farther they get away from God. But I want you to know that that's a lie tonight. That I have an understanding and that we all should have an understanding that you're not better the farther you get away from God. You're better the closer you get to God. 
Come on, I don't know about anybody else, but I need God to hear me. I need God to move on my behalf. I need God to straighten some things out in my life. And in order for that to happen, I need God as close to me as I possibly can. I need him right beside me. I need him in my home. I need him in my mind. I need him involved in everything that I'm doing. You can be seated tonight. David said it like this. He said, it is good. For me to draw near to God. Somebody needs to know tonight it is good for you to draw near to God. It is good for you to lift up your hands without wrath and without doubting. It's good for you to shout out to God with the voice of triumph. It's good for you to leap for joy. Come on, somebody. Get some joy tonight. Start leaping. Run it out. It's good for you to draw near to God. It's better for you. Your life is better. Your marriage is better. Your mind is better the closer you draw to God. You can be seated tonight. I don't ever want to forget that. A lot of people have forgotten that very fact that it is good to draw near to God. People think that it's good for them to draw near to other people. It's good for them to draw near to the things of this life. And it's so sad because people will not heal your situations. Things will not cause problems to cease in your life. The only thing that is going to cause that to happen is Jesus Christ. And I got to know what it takes for, me, for God to get close to me. And, I, and what it takes is for me to get close to God. It takes for me to start making some steps towards God. James said it like this. He said, draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. I need to have an understanding that all I need to come in is put forth an effort, and God is going to meet me right where I am. Come on, somebody. You can't come sitting down and think that God is going to touch you. you got to put forth an effort. you got to open up your mouth. you got to let a hallelujah come out. you got to let a thank you, Jesus, come out. you got to get those hands in the air. you got to get that mouth open. you got to get involved. If you want God to come where you are, you can be seated tonight. And I want God to come and see about me tonight. I want him to come see about me. The Bible tells us that there was a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus had a problem. He had a situation that he dealt with for his entire life. And the fact was that Bartimaeus couldn't see. And the Bible says that Bartimaeus heard that Jesus Christ, that he was coming into the city. And the Bible says that when he heard the commotion, he began to lift up his voice and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I believe we got some problems in the house tonight. I believe there are some situations. I believe there are some things that people are dealing with, that they're wrestling with, and you've been wrestling with it for a long time. But you got to understand what it's going to take for God to draw nigh to you where he begins to touch your situation, where he begins to heal your body, where he begins to heal your mind, 
where he begins to pour out the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And I don't know about anybody else, but I need an outpouring of the Holy Ghost to be poured out upon me tonight. But I got to understand in order for that to happen, I got to do something. I got to let God know that I'm in need. I got to let God know that I'm at the end of my rope and that he is my only option. He is my only hope. He is my only source tonight. You can be seated. The Bible says that Bartimaeus, the people, when he began to shout out, people begin to say, quiet down. You know, you're too loud. Too loud. <laughs> and I can only imagine, you'll read in the word where um, the Bible says that Jesus came into a certain city and the people, they begin to sing praises, they begin to wave palm branches. And the people you would think that would be praising Jesus are the very ones that want the people to stop praising. And I'm like, wait a minute, you, supp- you call yourself a child of God. You, 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 you should be praising God, but you want praising to stop, and you'll find out that people are only Christian in name only. Uh, so for some people, they're only apostolic in name only. Honey, I don't just want to be apostolic in name only. I want to be apostolic in action. I want to do what the apostles did. I want to know how to pray until the house shaking. Come on, I want to actually be a child of God. I want to actually be what I'm proclaiming that I am. I don't want to be in name only. I want to be in action. I want my praise to show that I'm a child of God. I want my lifestyle to show that I'm a child of God. You can be seated tonight. The Bible says that they told him that told Bartimaeus to quiet down. Bartimaeus, I don't know what he was thinking, but I'm sure he was, he had some, a thought had to run through his mind. I know what I would have been thinking. I would have been thinking, who do they think they are? I'm the one that has need of something. You can see. You've seen the green grass. You've seen the blue sky. You have no problems. And you want me who have problems to be quiet? No. Bartimaeus made up in their mind, in his mind, I'm not going to be quiet. But guess what? I'm going to crank the volume up a little bit louder. Come on, somebody. You need to know that when you crank the volume up, it gets God's attention. Come on, when you begin to praise, it causes him to come down. Haven't you ever read where he dwells? He inhabits in the praise of his people. When I need God to come down, and I need him to touch my life. I need him to touch my mind. I need him to come to where I am. So I got to get my hands up. I got to open up my mouth. I got to let God know I am in need of you tonight. I'm in need of you tonight. I need him to come to where I am. I need him to get close to me tonight. I don't need to keep him off in the distance. Some people keep Jesus off at distance. I didn't come to keep him off at distance tonight. I come to let God know I welcome you. We welcome you into this place tonight. Do what you want to do tonight. We're not quenching the spirit. We're allowing the spirit to have free course. In this place, you can be seated tonight. 
word of God. We live in a world that has no respect for God. No respect for the things of God. They disregard the word of God. Uh, they laugh at it. They mock it. They dumb it down. Hollywood does a real good job at that. As they want people, the thought of God to d diminish from the minds of people. But Moses said, what a great people you are that has God nigh unto them in all things that they call upon. There are just some things that God is not in. When you call on God and ask God to give you a big mansion, God ain't in that tonight. There are just some things God ain't in. But when you call upon God about the right things, God is in it. When you call upon God and ask God to fill you or to save your family, you rest assured God is in that. He's concerned about that. When you ask God to pour out the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in a, in a service like this, you can rest assured that God is in it. And not only is he in it, he's going to begin to perform. I want to know what God is in tonight. I want to know that the things of this life, the things that just don't matter, God is not in it. You can be seated tonight. Just some things. God don't care about. There are things that he do care about. I got to get an understanding. I got to figure out. And I got to search and I got to dig and find out what God cares about. And I have to care about what God cares about. But the writer says that says that salvation is nigh unto them that fear the Lord. That word fear, it's not talking about you being frightened. It's not talking about you being afraid. It's talking about you have reverence in God. It's talking about you respecting God. It's talking about you having a holy, a godly respect for God and his authority and his, his rulership in your life. There are some people that they don't, they don't have that tonight. They don't, they don't respect God. They don't respect the things of God. But I have an understanding that if I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to be delivered, if God is going to move in my life, I better start respecting the things of God. I better start respecting God. I better put God where he belongs in my life. Some people got him down at the bottom of the totem pole because they don't respect him. They don't respect his authority. They don't respect his word. They don't respect nothing about God and how he does things. But I want to put God where he belongs, and that's at the head of my... Come on, I want to put God at the place of authority in my life. Come on, you put God in the right place in your life, and you can rest assured you won't be moved. David said, I've set the Lord always at my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Somebody, you got to put him where he belongs in your life, and he will sustain you. He will keep you. He will hold you together. You can't expect for your life to work out and you got God at the 50th number on, on your list. You got to put God at the number one spot. Come on, somebody, start rearranging some things and put God where he belongs. Yeah. 
He don't belong after. He don't belong after my education. He don't belong after family. He don't belong after my job. He don't belong after my money. He don't belong after my house and my cars. God belongs at the number one spot. And you put him and his wife a spot, you ain't got to worry about the other things. It'll work out. It'll work out. God will hold it together. God will bring it to pass. But you got to put him where he belongs tonight. You can be seated tonight. I want to have respect for him. I want to have that godly fear. Because I need God to be close to me tonight. I need him to draw nigh unto me tonight. I understand tonight that it's not about me tonight. I understand how I got here. Some people forget how they've gotten to where they are. Some people forget what made them in the first place. I don't ever want to forget. I want to remember. I want to know what Moses is saying. You're a great people because you got God near you. You got God in the midst of what you're doing, in the midst of what you're calling on, in the midst of what you're praying about. Come on, somebody. You're not going to find God in the midst of the things of this world. You're going to find him right here in the house of the Lord tonight. You're going to find him in the midst of a people with their hands raised, hearts lifted up with their hands, calling upon the name of the Lord. God is here tonight. You can be seated. Lord is here tonight. You got to make it up in your mind that you're going to do whatever it takes to get to where God is. Draw nigh to God. Get as close as you possibly can. Sometimes people allow their long work schedule, they allow the flesh, they allow problems at home to keep them from breaking through things and getting to as close as they possibly can to God, where God can begin to touch their lives. I don't want to allow anything to hinder me and stop me from getting where I need, where God can begin to move in my life tonight. You got to start breaking some things up. You got to break. I got to break through some things tonight. I got to break through my flesh tonight. Do you know your flesh is probably the biggest barrier in your life that will try to keep you? It'll try to keep you from morning prayer. It'll keep you from reading the word of God. It'll keep you from uh, giving your all in in a service like this. But somebody got to make it up in their mind. I'm breaking through that tonight. And I'm letting God have his way in my life. I need God. It's about time that I break through tonight. Come on, somebody. Do you need a breakthrough tonight? I know I need a breakthrough tonight. I know I need to get as close to God as as I possibly can. You can be seated. The Bible tells us that individuals, they brought their, their friend into a, to a certain home where Jesus was at. And the Bible says that because of the crowd that they could not draw nigh until they couldn't get inside the home. And the Bible didn't tell us that these men, they turned around and said, well, maybe another day. Maybe this wasn't meant to be. But the Bible tells us 
that these men made it up in their mind by their actions. You can see their determination that we are going to get our friend in the presence of Jesus. And they went to the top of the roof. They began to break up the roof. They let the man down into the home. The Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith. I want to understand that the Lord is looking at something tonight. He's looking at your faith tonight. He's looking at my faith tonight. And he's seeing whether I really believe that he has the answer tonight. And whether I'm really going to do whatever it takes to get what I have need of. God sees your faith tonight. You can fake and you can put, go through the motions for everybody else. But God knows the heart tonight. And I can't pull the wool over God's eyes. Because God knows. He knows to the point where he said these people, they draw close to me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. I want my heart to be connected with the words that are coming out of my mouth tonight. I don't want to be just offering up vain verbiage tonight. I want it to really mean, I want it to come from the depths of my heart. When I say, Jesus, I need you, I really want to mean that I need you. When I say, Jesus, I love you, I really want it to be connected. I want my heart to be connected to that tonight. You can be seated. The Bible says they let the man down into the home. And Jesus, you'll find out that the man came there to be healed. But you'll find out that before Jesus healed him, he took care of what was more important. And that was forgiving him of his sins. I want you to know that God is... God is more concerned about the spiritual than the physical tonight. Because you can be healed tonight. And if my sins aren't forgiven, if I'm not baptized in Jesus' name, if I'm not filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to still go to hell. I'm going to just go to hell whole. But Jesus said it is better for you to go missing an arm or missing a leg and enter into heaven. Come on. I want to understand that it's more important that my sins are washed away. It's more important that I lay hold on eternal life tonight. It's more important. It's more important that I let God fill me with the Holy Ghost. It's more important that I let God take some things out of my heart, out of my life that don't belong there. You can be seated. You'll find out that when God takes care of the spiritual, he'll take care of the physical as well. Because once he washed away all of his sins, the Bible says that Jesus healed the man. He told him to take up your bed and walk. But it didn't happen. It only happened by somebody making the determination that I'm going to get as close to him as I possibly can. I'm going to get to where Jesus is. I'm going to do what it takes for Jesus to come to me, to draw close to me. I'm thankful tonight of what we have here tonight. And I want to understand how we, why we have what we have here tonight. Somebody understand there was a price that was paid for you to be sitting on these pews tonight. There was a price that was paid for me to be standing here tonight. See, because the Bible talks about us being afar off at a point in time. But the Bible says, now, 
It's funny how people think that it's all about them and they're the reason why they, they have what they have and they're the reason why they, they have the knowledge that they have. I don't have what I have because of my own talent and because of my own know-how. I have what I have because of Jesus Christ. I am what I am, Paul said. And it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus tonight. And somebody needs to know the price that was paid for you tonight. If you got an understanding of the price that was paid for you tonight, you can come into the house of the Lord and just sit casually. You can come into the house of the Lord and just leave your hands by your side. Because the Bible says that we who was once for all are made now by the blood of Christ. Come on, somebody. A price was paid for you to be here. I come to let God know that I'm thankful. I come to let him know that I'm grateful. I come to let him know that I appreciate him paying a debt that I could not pay. Come on, I didn't come to sit down on my hands. I come to dip my hands in the air. I come to wave them. I come to leap for joy. I come to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Come on, somebody. You was far off. You was far off from this thing. But God loved you enough that he came down. He shed his blood so that you could be made nigh. I think that's enough to lift up the hands. I think that's enough for us to open up our mouths tonight. I think that's enough to give God some praise. In spirit and in truth tonight. Come on, somebody, don't take for granted what you have here tonight. Don't take for granted the price that was paid for you tonight. There was a great price that was paid for you. Oh, come on, somebody, lift up your voice tonight and call upon him. Come on, don't you ever think that you are something great because of you. And because of what you've done, and because of your talent, and because of your knowledge, you are who you are because you have a God that is near, and that is close, and that is in the midst of everything that you call on. As long as it is according to his will and to his plan, he's in the midst of it. Oh, come on, somebody. Cry out to him. Cry out to him. Come on, somebody. You need to shout it from the rooftop. You need to let the heathen know that I am what I am. And it's because of Jesus. It's because I serve a great God. It's because he is great. And he's greatly to be praised. It's because he's done wonderful things in my life. Oh, come on, somebody. Cry out to him. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Come on, somebody. Get the understanding that God, that David had. It is good that I draw near to God. It's not good that I draw near to the world. It's good that I draw near to God. It's not good that I draw near to Hollywood. It's not good that I draw near to pop culture. It's not good that I draw near to the sports world. It's good that I draw near to God. It is beneficial for me. It is better for me to draw near to God. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Bless his name tonight. These altars are open. I invite you to come down with your heart lifted with your hands. Come on, somebody. Draw nigh unto him, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Come on, somebody. You want the storm to cease in your mind that is chaotic, that is causing you not to be able to think straight. You got to draw near to God, and God will draw nigh to you. Come on, you want God to heal you? You want God to touch your infirmity? It's not just going to happen. You got to draw nigh to him. You got to cry out to him. Come on, somebody. You want God to break that unclean spirit off of your life that has you struggling from day to day. You got to draw nigh unto God. You got to lift up your voice. You got to lift up your hand. You got to put forth an effort to pray. You got to put forth an effort to read the word of God. You got to put forth an effort to come into the house of the Lord. You got to put forth an effort and God will meet you right where you are. He'll begin to turn some things around in your life. Oh, come on, somebody cry out to him. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I'm talking to some young people that are struggling. Come on. The answer is not giving up. The answer is not yielding to temptation. The answer is drawing nigh to God. Come on, the answer is not doing what your friends are doing. The answer is not getting involved with what they're getting involved in on the college campus. The answer is drawing nigh to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Lifting up your voice and letting God know that I need you. I'm at the end of my rope and I need you right now. You are, you are my everything. Oh, come on, let's bless his name. Hey! 